Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's up? (laughs) My dude. Did you see me signing along with the intro? I did. I was like, I didn't know you were ASL certified. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. <laughs> ASL and Spanish are two languages that I know page one. Like, mm. Welcome to. Right, right. Page one. And I've always wanted to learn. Like, I used to be almost fluent in Spanish because I studied it a lot. And then I spent a summer in Mexico. And when I came home from Mexico, I was semi-fluent. Whoa. Is that even a thing? Is that like being sort of pregnant? Yeah. Yeah. Or you've been sort of pregnant. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just between us. Yeah, I'm so, sorry, sorry. Right, right, right. So, but ASL, like I can sign the alphabet, but like, have you ever seen, like, do you have any friends that are deaf? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they just like, it, it's so fast. Yeah. You ever hang out with someone long enough that you start to sound like them? Yes. Like, happens to me all the time. You know what's a problem that I'm really <laughs> conscious of? What? Is when I hang out with, because the, the deaf people I know, it's like a whole family. Oh, no. Don't tell me you talk like them. No, no. No. But they do, they don't You do ASL. They do like a speech to talk thing where they just okay. use one hand. Oh, okay. And it's like it, they just make, they make shapes next yeah. to their mouth yeah. while they talk. And, uh, if you hang out with them long enough, you just start. Because I talk with my hands, I just right, start talking right. with my hands near my mouth. Right. I'm not saying anything, right. but it's probably incredibly rude. And, no. And, and like I'm like, and then I think about what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, don't, don't. You don't know. Right. You, you don't right. know what you're doing. You're not deaf. <laughs> yeah. I I'm really bad at that. If I absolutely talk like whoever I'm hanging out with. Yeah. And then, so here's a little story. So Amy and I lived in Northern Louisiana. Mm. She had a grown-up job. She was doing travel therapy. And you were down by the bayou. And I was down by the bayou, <laughs> and I was I was doing hard labor. I was doing, like, the kind of labor where you dig ditches and you get your paycheck at the end of the day. Mm. So I was working with all these crack addicts and heroin yeah. addicts and all these people that needed their cash at the end of the day. And then I, I found this cushy job answering the telephone at a local hardware store. Yeah. And the name of the hardware store was Taylor Rental, mm. right? So I was there for a few days in a row, and Amy called me to tell me something or other. She called me at work, and I answered the phone like this. Taylor Rental, may I help you? <laughs> <laughs> and Amy was like, uh, is Penn there? I was like, oh, hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's me. I'm sorry. It's me. <laughs> oh, <it's> Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, so wow. I, I'm I'm definitely it's a it's a problem for me. Mm. Mm. Speaking of problems, yeah, Moana two. Oh my gosh! Here's my story. I'm gonna let you walk us through the actual story. Okay, but I think this is fake news. Mm, I, I, don't. I think this is this is um, what you would call made up. This is what you would call fabricated problems. I don't. All right, talk us through it. Okay. 
the issue here, maybe they can save you it. You sound like the introduction to Judge Judy. Mm. The plaintiff, right, right, right. <laughs> The issue is, is that Moana 2 was not a movie until a few weeks ago. Right. It was produced and created as a television show series, like an episode, mm. episodic series. Yeah. And not like a two-hour movie, but like 20-minute increments. And it was voiced by not the original actors. And then uh, they came in and they said, we're going to make this a movie. Mm. And then at the point that the trailer went out, mm -hmm. uh, The Rock and the girl who plays Moana, who I can't pronounce her name, neither of them had, were signed on yet to play the main characters. Okay. And so now they've got to take the animation that they have and cut things out mm -hmm. and rearrange things mm -hmm. and make it into a fully full feature. Now the, the difference is, is the animation budget and quality for a show on Disney Plus is way different than the cost of a movie, which right. I think they were trying to get around right. when they when they did it. Yeah. So the standard of this movie could be less mm. than what you expect. Okay. Now there's some time, but this is supposed. It's not like it'd be different if they said this announcement and they said 2025, sometime 2025. This is coming out, right? But what they said is 2024. Thanksgiving. Like, like this year. Yeah. Get ready. Right. Thanksgiving is Moana 2 and Wicked. Yeah. It's a great Thanksgiving. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's, that's that's the whole problem. That's the yeah. the problem. I read a different story that articulated mm. a different problem. Oh. I still don't really buy your problem. But the problem that I read about was this. Cuz I googled Moana 2 controversy. Googled I goggled because I saw it in our show notes and I thought I want to be prepared because mm. I'm nothing if not professional. That's consummately right. professional. Right. So I did a little research and mm. I read this article about the controversy of Moana 2, mm. which was what they said is it takes away from, it invalidates the live action Moana. Oh, I haven't heard about this. So live action Moana, as I think we already knew, is in the pipes. Mm -hmm. And so the, the problem, quote unquote, that I read is that the um, Moana 2 is preempting, sort of stepping on the toes of the live action. No, I don't think that matters. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. That's exactly what I was saying. And, and the example that I used is when people badmouth a restaurant mm -hmm. and they say, oh, nobody goes there anymore because it's always so crowded. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? So nobody's going to like Moana because everybody loves it so much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, so I don't, the, the, the story that I read, I don't see as problematic. You know, if anything, what they'll do is it'll delay the live action Moana a little while to let it breathe. You know, I don't remember when it was scheduled to come out, but if live action Moana was scheduled to come out in summer of 25, for example, maybe they push that to 26 or even 27, mm -hmm. depending on how well Moana 2 does. What you're talking about, the reason why I don't buy your problem, mm -hmm. even though it's got a big for sale sign on it, uh, yeah, yeah, it's cheap, it's discounted yeah. and all. But even still, clearance. <laughs> the reason why I'm not buying your problem is because the target audience for Moana doesn't care, doesn't know, Ooh. and doesn't care. Ooh. Now you care. Ooh. Frodo no, cares. I don't. I don't care. I don't. I mean, I care film film wise, but Frodo cares. Yeah, yeah. No, I Disney, I get that. Disney adults 
Disney adults and people who love animation, people who love Boy and the Heron, like, and people who love like good Spider-Man movies. Okay, so that so you're just gonna you're you're you already know you're just gonna not like this film. No, and so I, that's fine. No, but it's not a problem. In my opinion, it's not a problem for I'm the not movie. Saying I'm not gonna like it. Because I never saw the first one, so I don't have any opinion on these movies. <laughs> I just think that. Wait, can I, I? I forget. Have I admitted that I never saw the first one, <laughs> no. or is that still a secret? <laughs> That's, still, That's secret. still a secret. Yeah. All right, don't right. tell. I won't tell anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry, I interrupted <laughs> you. You were saying. Yeah, I've never seen it. Right. So I don't know about the story. Like okay. whatever. Right. But I'm talking about what I'm talking. The controversy to me is is the production value could be lower than normal. And it's also a really uh, backhanded way of getting around the money to make mm. the bigger movie. Because the people who get paid to make television do not get paid the same amount the people, people get made to make the movies. And with the television, they'll like throw the animation across the seas to be made mm-hmm. or whatever cheaply. But they would never do that for a certain higher budget right. uh, movie. Do you see this? Do you see this as a sign of weakness from Disney? Like, is this a desperation to try to get a winner on their slate? I mean, they have Daredevil. That's gonna. That looks like that's gonna be a home run. Yep, Deadpool. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. What did I say? Daredevil. Daredevil. I meant to say Deadpool. It's okay. Uh, but they don't have a win for kids. That's right. That's what this is. They do now. So they're compromise. In your opinion, they're compromising the production value in order to get on board with the kids. You could look at it this in two ways. One, you could look at it as a big evil corporation decision that's very bad, right? Or you could look at it as damage control. Mm, yes. And I think now that you bring it up, I think this is probably more damage control than it is evil manipulation of money. Yeah. But at the same time, it is. Manipulating the money in a in a way that is kind of like don't make that a pro like a, a common thing that you do. Right, right, right. Let's not make this the norm. Right, and it's it's like that's yeah a slippery slope that you've just put yourself on. Sure, I agree with that. So. Now let me throw one more dynamic into yeah. this, and this might be naive on my part. Mm. We trust Dwayne Johnson, do we not? No, you don't. I do. Why? Because he makes good movies. I'm not talking about Oscars. I'm talking about movies that audiences love. And I feel like if he's going to put his name on Moana 2, it's going to be good. He hasn't yet. Oh, okay. Well, then I will go a step further and say that if he does not put his name on this, then it's going to be a total train wreck. Okay. All right. This reminds me of um, Aladdin 2. And... uh, a Robin Williams. Say more. Do you remember? No. Oh, he uh, he because of like stuff he money stuff he didn't come back for. Oh, I never knew that. He wasn't he didn't play the genie in the second one, and then they got him back for the third one. You know the worst that I ever felt betrayed in a movie theater mm-hmm. was when on ahead of my New Year's Eve um, festivities. This is before we had kids, I think. Whoa. Uh, Amy and I went on a double date with a fr- couple of a friend, Einstein. With friends of ours. We yeah. went down to the manor, Regal, Whoa. to see 
the sequel from Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber, great movie, right? Yeah. I mean, that's so yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, two master comedians, hilarious, so good, mm. right? So we go and we buy tickets, and the theater is packed. And because it's Regal Manor, yeah. it was miserable. You remember oh, yeah. how awful oh, it was? Oh, my God, so bad. Because in those days, it, it's gotten much better. But in those days, it was literally the only multiplex in the county, and they were serving close to a million people a year. Yeah. So the damage in that building was, like, profound. The wear and tear is yeah. what I'm referring to. Mm -hmm. So it was not set up for a positive movie-going experience, which is one of the reasons why – Fast forward a couple of years, I had the idea that, that maybe the county should have a second movie theater. Preposterous. Right. Crazy as that seemed. Yeah. So as you know, because you know where this is going, the sequel to Dumb and Dumber, which was called Dumber and Dumberer, was, did not feature either of the two guys from the first movie, whose names I'm blanking on, but one was Jim Carrey, Jim right? Carrey, yeah. Jim Carrey and that other guy who I don't really like. But Dumb and Dumber was great. The sequel did not include either of them. And at the time, I was not savvy enough. I just saw that it was a sequel to Dumb and Dumber, and I was like, great, four tickets, let's go. And we were unhappy with our situation. Because the movie sucked. It was bad. And and we did not know that, I mean, obviously we could have, but we didn't have internet at the time. We didn't, like, how would I have known? Right. You know, I saw the title in the newspaper. There was a show at seven o'clock, so off we go. That's the way it used to happen. And I was the victim. And so I feel like if Dwayne Johnson does not sign on for Moana 2, the only way it's acceptable, in my opinion, for Moana 2 to happen without Dwayne Johnson is for the storyline to take a hard turn without his character. But they've kind of shown their cards that that's not the route they're going. So you better get Dwayne Johnson or else you're going to lose Penn Ketchum. Oh, you heard it here, folks. Disney... Ultimatum set. <laughs> Bob Iger is <laughs> trembling. I just heard from the Pennsylvania right, podcast. Right. Oh my God, you They're guys. are taking a hard step. <laughs> <Right. this one. laughs> we need to think of rethink things. Right. <laughs> What's going on here? Right. Next thing is <laughs> Moana 2 pushed out a whole year right. <laughs> to accommodate Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Pressure from local podcast. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you about Luke Busan. You familiar with Luke Busan? Well, the guy's got a short name. He doesn't use his whole name. Mm. What is his full name? I assume it's Lucas. Lucas. Is it Lucas Busanus? Basan. But he, you know, to be super cool, yeah. he only uses, he goes by Luke. He's French. He's Luke. Luke. He's um, Luke Busan. And he, I, I heard he only works with people who use portions of their first name. Yeah. And wear uh, brace. Right. Yeah. Well, can you tell me what he used? What he's made? Some of his... Uh, Luke Besson? Yeah. He made The Professional, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The big assassin movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, the yeah. only movie I know of his. Uh, like Jupiter, not Jupiter Ascending. Um, he made The Fifth Element. Okay. Another good one. I saw that one. He's also made... Um, what was that one that was didn't do so great? Sci-fi with the two... <sighs> the Monkeys? No, it was... Um, had Claire Delevingne in it and the guy who played the Green Goblin. And it was based off of a comic. I want to say Jupiter Ascending, but it's not Jupiter Ascending, but it's a name like that. Yeah. Anyway. The professional is what he should just stick with. He does these big, fantastical, like, visually crazy. He mm-hmm. did something recently that was, like, semi-decent. I can't remember what it was, though. Okay. But uh, anyway, he's taking a shot at Dracula. 
Oh. Uh, a romantic version of Dracula starring Christoph Waltz. Are you thinking of Anna? Anna? Was that his? And Lucy and the Valerian. Valerian was the movie I was thinking of. Yeah, that was in one. 2017. I thought he had a, a more recent one that was kind of like semi-decent. Dogman was last year, but I never saw that or heard of it. Um, and Anna was in 2019. So Luke is working with Kristoff. Yeah, he found a guy with a half a name. Exactly. And what do you mean when you say romantic? Well, it's from what I understand, it has to do with like uh, Dracula being, you know, Dracula, but then falling for a, a mortal girl and not wanting to turn her. Okay. Seriously. Even though neither one of us could name the complete category, you you named a bunch of his movies. Mm-hmm. I named his most famous one. Um, he has uh, a. I'd argue Fifth Element's probably more famous. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Um, he has a credible track record. I mean, he's well respected. Like we have, he's reason, well respected. He's right. well respected. You have reason to think, with a a lister like Christoph Waltz, yeah, that Dracula is going to be great. This could be. I, I'm going to give you. I'm going to change that. Okay. I'm not going to say that it's going to be great. I'm going to say that it'll be interesting. And by interest- it might be one of those movies that you watch and you go, that was that was kind of weird. But it wasn't great. It's not like it's like you're not gonna be like you gotta go see Dracula, but you're also yeah. gonna be like that Dracula movie was different. Like I'm gonna remember yeah. that. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of things you're gonna remember, <gasps> the Fantastic Four cast was announced. Reed Richards, Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, Ben Grimm, mm-hmm. just to name a few off what the you, top of my head. About, what do you know about the Fantastic Four? Oh, so much. Yeah. Well, Reed Richards plays Mr. Fantastic, becomes Mr. Fantastic. That's like his day job. And what does Mr. Fantastic do? Well, he, he runs around with the Invisible Woman, who's Sue Storm, and her brother, Johnny Storm, who's the Human Torch. <laughs> <laughs> and what they do is they all fight Ben Grimm, who turns into the thing at yeah. night. He's made out of stone. Well, He's got big giant yeah. boulders for his he, fists. He got, I, my, my, my question is, because this is Marvel's first family, a.k.a. The old, one of the oldest superhero teams ever. You know what I think about when I think about the Fantastic Four? I think about that scene in Deadpool when he goes to the mansion <laughs> And he says, how come there's nobody here? It's almost like they couldn't afford all the Marvel characters. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you know what any of their powers are? Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Okay. Fantastic is like a politician. He's just so fantastic. <laughs> and no. the Invisible Woman no. is invisible. And the okay. Human Torch is on fire. Okay. And the Thing is a pile of boulders that like cracks people in the head with his rock arms. Well, he is rocky. I can yeah. do that. Yeah. You don't know what Mr. Fantastic does? No, I don't. He's stretchy. Oh, he's like the, the, rub, the Gumby the guy. guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, what does that do for him? And how do you get fantastic out of that? Why don't they call him Mr. Stretchy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so uh, are Johnny and Sue brothers? Yes. Or is that, okay. Yeah. I mean, brother and sister. Yeah, so Johnny and Sue are brothers. Sue is Reed Richards' girlfriend or wife, depending oh, on okay. when they do it. And Ben Grimm is Reed's best friend best friend who's more brawn than brain. So they're not fighting the thing. They're fighting with the thing. No, yeah. 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 Because they are the yeah. fantastic four. I was just kidding earlier when I made reference to him being the and bad guy. their main guy. bad guy is usually Dr. Doom. Oh, that's the worst. And another interesting thing, 
Marvel made this weird announcement this week. They said, hey, Penn, Henry Cavill is not playing Doctor Doom, okay? But he was approached for another role and accepted. I don't like Henry Cavill. We've talked about this before. No, but, but Penn. Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. I know, I know that you didn't know what ever said he was playing right. Doctor Doom, but he's not, he's not playing yeah. Doctor Doom, but he's yeah. going to play something else. Yeah. That's like an old political trick. Yeah. Releasing a press release, denying reports. So your opponent, you know, invested in these shady condominiums. So you release a report denying that you ever had any involvement in these condominiums. Right. Which nobody had ever asked you about yeah, before. Nobody wanted to know but now that about you've it. issued the denial, everybody wants to know what are you talking what? about. Yeah. So who is playing Dr. Doom? I think and I There's talks that Javier Bardem might play Galactus. Oh, that would be great. So this is just exciting because they announced it like during the Super Bowl on a poster, a really weird Valentine poster. And everyone was like, wait, what? They're, wow. Well, shall we go over the cast? Hit so me. Reed Richards, Pedro Pascal. Love it. The Invisible Woman, Vanessa Kirby. Love it. Mm-hmm. Human Torch, a.k.a. Johnny Storm. Joseph Quinn. I don't know Joseph Quinn. He's from a show called Beef. Oh, yeah. I know this. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. Joseph Quinn is from... Um, the latest season of uh, Stranger Things, the oh. Eddie, Eddie, the guy with the guitar. Uh-huh. Remember, remember? Yep, I yeah. do. He's going to be good. Oh, all right. Yeah. And Eben Moss Bacharach. He's the guy who's from Beef. I don't know. From him. The Thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's exciting. And, and when do we think this movie comes out? Next year. The and who's earliest. directing it? I don't know. So are, we, are you telling me that I should be expecting Fantastic Four. The information that you just asked me is out there. I just don't know it. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you a different okay. question. I moved, I already moved past. Well, I just, for other people listening. Okay. Who will listen to the Pencil Podcast for complete right. and accurate information. <laughs> Why you would do that is beyond yeah. either of us. Wrong choice. Right. <laughs> but just know, we don't have the answer. Right. As per you. It exists. Right. It is just not right. here. Right. But here's a question that I think you can help us with, David. Mm. Are you telling me and all of our listeners that the Fantastic Four starring these aforementioned people mm-hmm. See how I did that aforementioned, aforementioned, you but did it. in my mind I spelled it instead of A-F-O-R-E, A-F-O-U-R, the aforementioned. Ooh, yeah, wow. yeah, that's some high-end yeah. shit right there. You <laughs> my mind. Yeah, over that's here. it. That's yeah, some yeah. mental gymnastics right yeah. there. All right. Are you telling me mm. that this new movie, the Fantastic Four movie, starring the aforementioned A-listers, mm-hmm. is sort of the next big Marvel movie that we should, it's not that we know that it's not the next big Marvel movie, but are you saying it's the next, it, it's sort of the first Marvel movie that we can reset our expectations and expect greatness? Yes. And I'm also saying that, that there is so much pressure on this movie Yeah, that it's like they have to, they cannot do a bad job with this right. because there have been two other fantastic four movies three total but two series and both of them are horrendous and like looked as at as like some of the the lowest parts of the marvel like the Mar- yeah not marvel but superhero like yeah. early superhero movies weren't great and these are looked at were looked at like some of the worst of the worst yeah at the beginning and where does deadpool fit into all this what what do you mean the character 
Well, we are, they, are they all in the same universe? Or we'll wait till we talk about the we'll, trailer. We'll wait till we talk okay. about the trailer. Yeah. Okay. I also... Um, shoot. So, I had a comment. Oh, I was just going to ask you. Silver Surfer is part of the Fantastic Four deal. Correct. Right? Yeah. Yes. You've seen the one I in our hallway. Got, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you remember, obviously. I do. And that was not a very good movie. It's not regarded as a good movie. But back, Even though it looked cool. But back then... Yeah, I didn't know you. Right. So I didn't know anybody. So you didn't know that it wasn't good. That statue is hella cool, though. I didn't know anything. Like, you don't ever get rid of that. No, I would never. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who have never had the privilege of being in the booth, we have a Silver Surfer, a full life-size uh, statue, for lack of a better word. It's made out of, I don't know, some kind of plastic. It was a prop for the Rise of the Silver Surfer movie. Yeah. If they do another Fantastic Four... And it looks to be as big as we all hope it is. Yeah. Would you bring that down to the lobby? Absolutely, I would. Even if he's not, I would say even, even if, if he's, he's not, not in, in the movie, yes. it's such a Fantastic Four yeah. thing. I yeah. would say put it in the center, yeah. put some ropes around it, blow some people's minds. Speaking of the booth. Yeah. I'm sorry, we'll get back to the news in a minute. Mm. But speaking of the booth, last week we had some behind the scenes footage shot. Mm. One of my favorites was up here shooting social media and she did a little like video that I think went on TikTok what? and was on Instagram. Oh and a lot of people told me they saw it and thought it was really cool. And, you know, so, but what my favorite comment of all time was we had this kid that works for us and I bumped into him and he says, Hey, Penn, I saw that video that Peyton shot upstairs uh, of you and David. I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, I never even knew you had a cool hideout upstairs. <laughs> did, you, did you tell him you have a slide to get down? A lesser person would call it an office. No, it's a hideout. It's a hideout. It's definitely. Yeah. I think it's the most apt description <laughs> of this office that has ever been made. Yeah. You go in the closet. Right. You pull the one book. Right. Press, and the whole floor goes. <laughs> you press the wrong note on the piano. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we're up here in the hideout recording another episode. <laughs> I love that. All right. So Fantastic Four. We are going to be hyping this up probably for another couple of years till, till yeah. this comes out. This is exciting. Roadhouse controversy. Let's talk Roadhouse controversy. Let's, please. Now, I know this is something you, like, whatevered me about when I talked about it before. Because you were like... Wait, could you be more specific? So the, the controversy was they made this Roadhouse movie. No, I remember, but I just was making fun of how many times I whatevered. <laughs> and you're like, why are we talking about TV? Right, right. Because... The, the director made this big hoo-ha about how it should go to theaters and right. that's where it's supposed to be. Right. Well, apparently, sources told Variety that Amazon Studios presented Doug Lehman and Jake Gyllenhaal, that's the director and the lead, with a choice. Make Roadhouse with a $60 million budget for a theatrical release or get $85 million to do whatever they want for budget or bonuses or whatever. And exclusively release on streaming. They all took the money, said one source. And then uh, I went on to read how even though everyone signed the contract, we'll take more money to go to streaming, then they came back and, and the director and the producer from the beginning argued so hard that this should be theatrical, even though they signed that contract, that the producer got fired. Yeah. Good. I'm glad they did. Yeah. Because that's that's a shallow, like, Jake Gyllenhaal and Doug Lehman are dead to me now. Like, that is so, like, shallow commercial 
Like, it's everything that's wrong with the art of making movies. They thought that they could be good enough to break the contract. Yeah. Like, we'll make it so spectacular, right. they'll have no choice but to break right. the contract. Right, because we're so special. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I guess the thing that annoys me is they're all, both of these guys are already ridiculously rich. Yeah. So it's a $25 million difference. Which supposedly, or you know, you you would assume that the twenty five million is being cut up among however many people. Right. But it's not like each of them is getting an extra twenty five million. No, but they're probably taking multiple number of millions. Yeah, maybe extra. let's say they're each Two, taking five million. Five, home. yeah. Maybe maybe Jake Gyllenhaal is taking an extra ten million. I don't know what the number is, but whatever the number is, he's compromised his um, authenticity. For a number, for an amount of money that he does not need, right? Like I would compromise my artistic <laughs> I mean, integrity. Is the word I was looking for? Right. I would compromise my artistic integrity for five million dollars today, and nobody would blame me, right? Because I don't have five million dollars. I don't. I don't have, have one money million dollars. That they can spend. That's exactly my point. You're going to compromise your integrity for what? Right. You know, a five million dollar bonus when you're already worth however much. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, there's, there's, it's dumb. It it shows me that you're an idiot. If I could speak freely. Wow. What what does it show you, David? What? And answer correctly, because I already got two people today that are dead to me. I'm looking for a third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. I don't know if it necessarily tells me that Jake Gyllenhaal is dead to me, because I don't know how much of a creative force he was on this. But it, it, the director, yeah, for sure, yeah, because he signed the deal and then tried. You don't hear none of this article is about Jake Gyllenhaal saying, arguing that it should go to theaters. I feel like he saw an opportunity to make money. Yeah. Oh, I'll make more money if it goes to streaming. Whatever, I'm making money. I'll I'll, I'll act in this TV show, and then he just yeah. signed the contract. Do you know any movies that he's made? Jake Gyllenhaal, Doug Doug Lehman. No, I don't. I mean, he's got a pretty impressive resume, which is kind of disappointing to me, but he made movies like Swingers, Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is one of my favorite underrated movies, <laughs> The Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. And then it looks like he's been on the schneid since then. So he thought he could be so good. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah. Well. well, good for the studio for holding their ground. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. And now I can't wait to go home and not watch this movie. There's there's zero percent chance. Dave, don't you remember I turned oh, over a new sorry. leaf? Yeah, it's a new new leaf, different forest. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'm all grown up now. The mystery gobble sent me a private communication. I didn't include it in the show notes. What? But he sent me a private text, something along the lines. He didn't encode it. He didn't include any uh, cinematic effects with it, but he did use all caps headline. He wrote headline in all caps. Episode two forty eight. Penn gets his big boy panties. I think that's how most of the journalists yeah. covered it. Yeah, yeah. I I saw that in the paper too. Right, right. I was like, oh, <laughs> in, we made a headline again in Variety. <laughs> yeah. How bad do you want to take out an ad in Variety? Dude, so bad. I wonder how much that costs. What if we took out an ad? I just like, yeah, like somewhere completely irre irrelevant. Right. Like <laughs> the one time that we advertise. Right. 
It'd be like enter. It would be like the Matrix. Would be just like, what is the Matrix? Right. right. Oh my Full God. page. Yes. Okay. All right. So the Roadhouse sucks. Nobody watch it. Why don't you give me this glorious news? So, the last thing we have on the news, um, I'm actually a little more familiar with because, as everybody knows, David is not only our resident Dune expert but also a legit national treasure. Mm, that's true. A nationally recognized Dune expert, friends with the Herberts. Uh, I mean, Facebook friends. Facebook friends. <laughs> with but with people in the Herbert family, yeah, you've, yeah, yeah, You've yeah. met them? No, I have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no exaggeration to say that you are a legitimate Dune expert. I would, yes, I would consider yes. myself a yes. Dune expert, yes. Okay, so including someone who actually read the entire book. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I've read the full book. Right, I mean, not to brag. <laughs> someone else in this room has not. Right, no, but definitely I've read pages. Right. You know, yeah, 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 of yeah. course, and probably the best pages. <laughs> Some might even say the, the earliest, the earliest <laughs> stuff. <laughs> anyway. The, the following headline comes to you from me because David is, as as I know he does this with movies that he's excited about, as the movie gets closer, David reads less and less about them so that he can go see the movie and and really take it in with his own fresh eyes. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I read more of these articles than David did, which is why I'm the one unusually reporting on this Dune news. Dune premiered, where was that? London, right? Yeah, I think for, for some reason. Dune Part 2 premiered in London. The reviews are off the charts. The reviews are using words like masterpiece and all time. And one uh, review that I read said it is, quote, the definitive sci-fi epic of our generation. It's almost like... It's a good story. <laughs> it's almost like storytelling matters. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like I knew Dune was great all along. So you were right. Who knew? You were right. Who knew? And unlike our friends that made Roadhouse, these guys are committed to good storytelling, proper budget, you know, right. et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, one last review until I do have a question for you. But the last review that I wanted to report was from Steve Weintraub from Collider. Collider's a legit, for those of you that are not familiar with it, a very legitimate mainstream website. My only complaint was I wish it was longer. No joke. The movie is two hours and 40 minutes, and I would have been happy to watch another hour. And here's the thing. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, but I, the first movie was not half the book. Right. It was only like less than a third. Right. Typically when you split Dune in two, which I believe when you read it, it's, it even has like a book one, book two. Um, typically you split it to once Paul gets his powers. Mm. And like that's a great place because that's when everything changes. Didn't that happen at, towards the end of the movie? No. He used his special voice to free him and his mom from that airplane. No, but he has, no that's not... His, that's not the real. That's not the. He that's hasn't, not the heavy. He hasn't taken the water of life. Okay, and become like the full Quisicatarac. Okay, uh, which is where he can see the future. So that was the just past. the beginning of his powers. Just yeah. a taste. Because his mom was training him in the voice, that right, he, from birth. Right. She told him to use a different tone. Right. This yeah. is like once he once he gets his powers, like he's it's a whole different level of Paul. Okay. 
he's way more powerful. And um, that's where he becomes the Messiah, basically. Okay. Now, one question that I did want to ask you yeah. is a lot of the headlines um, made comment confirming now that she was at the premiere, confirming that Anya Taylor-Joy is, in fact, in the movie, which was semi-secret. Right. But I think David made the comment he read the writing on the walls. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, right? Now, what comes with this article news, almost everyone, Anya Taylor-Joy played set to play a character might be the, the biggest change from the books. Oh. That's what I keep hearing. But to me... As soon as they said Annie Taylor Joy is in it, and then you saw the way she was dressed in the at the premiere, right? She's obviously Alia, Paul's obviously, sister, right? And I think they're aging her up quicker. They're going to age her quicker for the movie, um, which I'm fine with. Like, I think there's they're going to miss out a little bit on the fact of the, the creepiness. Of Alia. Now, you've seen the Lynch version, right? No, I never did. Never did Although we're, we're currently playing it in Penn Cinema right now. Don't ever watch it. It's one okay. of the worst movies ever. I know. I know that from you. I'm not trying to act like I know it all. I'm just saying. I, I've learned that from you before. So Alia is preborn. Okay. Which means that in the womb, she gains full adult consciousness. And is then, but then it has to like be born as a child that can speak. So... The whole thing about Alia is that she, you know, she's this young girl who speaks and acts like an adult. Oh, and, okay. um, you know, she's kind of creep. She's like, she's basically like a, a, a reverend mother, which is, which is, um, what Lady Jessica becomes right. with this, like, basically like the highest level priestess, yeah. but she's a little kid yeah. and people don't understand why she's so like, she, she seems off and cruel and she doesn't act like a child. Yeah. And so it's supposed to be really off-putting, but they, I'm pretty sure they'll just age, they'll just be like, "Oh, she aged quickly." Because in the book, in the book Dune, there's like, from where we saw it, he gains his powers, and then there's like years go by before mm-hmm. the end of the book, okay. where they're just in the desert, and he has like a child, and it gets killed, and it's like, I don't know if they'll even do that, but it's like. Years go by in the desert with him and and Chaney becoming like a couple. Chaney is Zendaya. Yeah, yeah. And so, by the time the end of the book happens, uh, Alia is four or five and walking around, but acting like a full grown adult gotcha. and like creeping the crap out of everybody. Yeah. So I think they just aged her up a little bit because, and also Anya Taylor Joy is obviously beautiful, but she's also has this look that she can very easily do creepy, right. Like with the bone structure of her face. Yep. yep. So I, I I would wager hard money that, that she's all, yeah. We, we loved her in uh, The Menu, oh, yeah. Amsterdam, Last Night in Soho. Oh, yeah. Even Emma. Last Night in Soho when she became, when she like was full on yeah. evil. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Like she yeah. can, because Alia's got a story. And I think one of the reasons that, you know, they keep it quiet because Alia will play a much bigger role in Dune Messiah. And going forward, if okay. they do Children of Doom. And Anya Taylor-Joy was also in Split. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's uh, the first time I've yeah, ever seen her. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the reviews for Dune are insane. Yeah. David's not the least bit surprised. I'm, 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 I'm really happy. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's fun to see the thing you've loved. You know, I've, I've been in love with Dune since I was 18, 17. 
So most of my life, yeah. I've been raving about it. People are just like, what's this? And now everyone's like, oh, cool. The hard part is the people who are like think they know about Dune and, right. not, and not being a dick and being like, yeah. um, actually, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's very difficult not yeah. to be that yeah. person. I so, can imagine. Yeah. If they and, ever make a proper Grateful Dead movie, I will, I'll have to take be, notes from you right. on how to restrain myself. Um, actually, the Grateful Dead's concert went for right. three hours and seven minutes, right. not three hours <laughs> and four. Right. Get your facts straight. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, David, that's all the news. Uh, that's all the news that is fit to print. Oh, whoa. I did like a John Stewart there. I liked it. Yeah. Watch his monologue for being back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. It's good. I Although I felt a little betrayed, a little misled, would uh, not betrayed. That's too dramatic. I felt a little, a little, just a, I felt a little misled. He's only back one Monday nights. Yeah. This whole big thing, John's if, back, he's back, blah, blah, blah. I don't, oh, no, just, I don't know if you heard the advertisements, but they said John Stewart is back for Mondays. Oh, I must have missed those ads. Yeah. 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 You ready for some trailers? Oh, my though? God. We got a the, slew. The movie bowl happened last weekend. Yeah. The, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, trailer, yeah, trailer, trailer, Ma Jason trailer Master Jason. It's interesting because he sent in a very detailed email with all kinds of information and notes yeah, yeah. on it. When David did the show notes, he, well, I was just going to pull it he, up on my phone. He chose not to include the details. No, but I was just going to, because last week I just pulled it up on my phone. I included the details. Because some people, I didn't want to miss, some people I know are like, can we get our show notes on one page? I didn't want to miss the part. Can the part, we get our show notes on one page? I didn't want to miss the part where Jason said Penn was right. <laughs> oh, okay. But I don't want to spoil oh, it. We'll, yeah, we'll get to saying. it later. Okay. We'll get to it later. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start off with the obvious one. And, and I'm, Arguably my trailer of the week. All right, this is my trailer of the week. I liked a lot of these trailers. Yeah, but it's hard to go against. There was one trailer in particular that was fucking awful. Excuse my language, but there's no other way to describe it. Look gasp. Um, but the trailer of the week was amazing, and I'm talking about Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah, which, you know, we didn't know it was going to be Deadpool and Wolverine, Deadpool 3. Right. We knew Wolverine was going to be in it, but obviously right. it's going to be a big part. What I love about this is its tie-in with the TVA and like the greater Marvel stuff right away. Right. Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Now apparently there's been, since this came out, there's been some ups and downs about things in it. Uh, uh, they want, apparently, Ryan Reynolds wanted to make fun of Disney more. Even more. And they wouldn't let him. Okay. And he's like, so he's not doing certain, um, he's not appearing on any Disney-owned talk shows hmm. just to to promote the show because he wanted to make the promotional campaign with jokes against Disney, and they said no. That's so weird because the there's a couple little jabs right. that are hilarious. And, but apparently they didn't want that to be like the whole marketing campaign. That's short-sighted. But I love that the TVA is in it. Yep. We know where the TVA stands after Loki season two. Yep. I love the fact that, oh, that makes a lot of sense for him to become a variant, that then it sounds like if he does these things for him, they'll put him in the main Marvel universe as a, as a reward. Right. And I love that idea of that's how they're going to merge them. Right. And I don't know if you caught this in the trailer. When they're fighting at the end of the trailer, 
They're fighting on top of the 20th Century Fox. I did catch that logo being all busted. Up. I did catch that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that, that was, was cool. clever. So anyway, this looks. So fabulous. this is my trailer of the week, yeah. not yours. No, it's mine. Oh, it is. Okay, I thought you said maybe. No, arguably, there's. I mean, there's a lot of good ones, but yeah, that was it. Another good one is trailer number two, which is Twisters. Um, I. This is this movie is going to get beat up for. Like, oh, it's not original. It's not new ground. It's uh, it looks a lot like the first one, like yeah. that complaint. But I'm gonna reply the way I've often do, which is like the first one was great. Why do we need to reinvent it? Let's just have more of that. Right. And I'm I'm here for it. I think the cast looks strong. Characters look strong. There's obviously like a bunch of subplots, and there's gonna be all kinds of crazy, insane tornadoes. Sign me up. I, I'm the same. I looked at this. I was kind of middle of the road. I was like, I don't really know if I care about this. But I was like, the trailer is good. And I was like, but it's, how does it tie in? And I was like, you know what? I don't care. Who cares? Like, Nobody cares. Whatever. Yeah. Just like, it's going to be dumb. Right. Just Let's just watch it. Yeah. It looks well made. It doesn't need to tie in. Don't use words like canon. Yeah. There's no canon. It's just yeah, a movie just about tornadoes, tornadoes twisters, and pickup yeah. trucks and... Yeah. Another great-looking movie, Kingdom of the Apes trailer 2. A lot more of the story going on. This looks fabulous. This looks intense. Yeah. This could have been my trailer of the week. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, awesome. Um, it could have easily been my trailer of the week. Yeah. Um, definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. It's, I don't, we've got a lot to go through here, so there's not much more to go into there. But Wicked. What do you know about Wicked. The musical. I mean, I know about it from Broadway, and Caleb plays the soundtrack a lot. Would you, when you watch this trailer, what do you think about yeah. this movie? I mean, there's this is this is. I've, I've got two distinct things I'm looking for here. Okay, well, I'm I'm probably not going to do well, but what the comment that I would like to make it's, instead of answering your question yeah. is is this this movie has two audiences it needs to advertise to. It needs to advertise to the people who love the Broadway show, and then it needs to advertise to the people who have never heard of the Broadway show. And I feel like this trailer kind of did a good job with both. Mm. What do you? What do you? What do you? What are you driving at, David? Well, interestingly, this is along the fashion of Wonka and Mean Girls. Oh, so you're saying they're downplaying the fact that it's a musical? It's a musical, and they're not advertising yeah. as a musical. Yeah. The other thing is, it's a part one. They split the movie into two. Oh, I did not know that. Where did you pick that up? Uh, you can read about it. It's okay. not in the trailer at all. Okay. But so they're counting on it doing well enough to get a sequel. It's not the full story. It's not. It's not like it's not. It's like dude. Yeah. It's, it's only half of yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know where they'll. Well, stop. Would it. you agree that from the looks of it, it looks to be strong enough, and it's getting a Thanksgiving release? Like it'll have no problem qualifying for a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as it continues to look as good as it does. Yeah. Which, why wouldn't it? Come on. I don't know. Maybe the songs are bad. <laughs> Speaking of bad. You don't think this looks like a masterpiece? The worst trailer I've watched until I watched the next trailer is called Cinderella's Revenge. Yeah. Imagine in Cinderella was Cinderella, but then after the ball, the fairy godmother was like, Yo, your family's kind of, kind of bunch of dicks. What if I gave you this creepy mask right. that made you a super powerful killer, 
And you're just off them. All right. Here's the deal. How do I, I don't know how to approach the beginning of, there's no scenario where I'm watching this movie, but I did watch the trailer and I was, I was, <laughs> and at the beginning, listen, at the beginning of the trailer, I was giving the movie the benefit of the doubt. And I, the direction I thought they were going was like the Cinderella story. Cause, cause we all know the story of Cinderella and how awful her stepsisters are yeah. and her stepmother. And so the so now she has a fairy godmother. And what I thought was that Cinderella was going to go and like kick some ass, which is partially true. Where this trailer went off the tracks and actually left lost me was when they introduced some cosmic mask that gives her superpowers. <laughs> yeah. Like I could have tolerated this movie and given it a D minus instead of an F. I could have tolerated it if it was just a revenge movie and then Cinderella just, you know, because she's so good. Yeah. I mean, she sings with the birds. You know, she gets the mice or, to make her dress. It would have made more sense after she became queen and she used her powers yeah. to torture them or whatever. Right. But instead. Now there's a mask. She gets like a skull mask. No, no. This is, this is, this is the worst trailer we've watched in a long time. It was pretty bad. I remember a number of months ago at some point. It was within a year. We, you and I watched a trailer and we debated, was this the worst trailer we had ever seen? Yeah. Do you remember that? Like vaguely? I don't remember what the trailer no, was. No, I don't remember the movie either. But I'm saying this, this trailer here, Cinderella's Revenge, bad. could compete for the worst trailer I've ever seen. Now, maybe one of the Un worst movies until, <laughs> I've ever seen. Until David put Sasquatch, Sasquatch Sunset on the list. Yeah. Talk us through this train wreck. This movie premiered at Sundance or Venice. One of the one of the big ones. Okay. And people walked out. Yeah. Because it was so gross, apparently. Um, it's a bunch of actors, a couple actors that we would know, a couple actors we wouldn't. Jesse Eisenberg is the most famous. Yeah, dressed as Sasquatches. And the movie just follows them in the woods. Being a Sasquatch family. I don't think there's any talking in the movie. They beat on trees. They beat on each other. They procreate. That's the end of the story. I watched this trailer because, as we've alluded to previously, I'm nothing if not professional. Consummate professional. Consummate professional. So I did my duty. I watched the entire trailer. And then this took a duty. <laughs> and I was, I was left with only one thought that I could not escape. Mm. My thought was, I want my two minutes back. I could have go stood in a corner and done nothing. And that would have been a better contribution to my life's work than the two <laughs> minutes I spent watching this garbage. I looked at, I, cause I knew it was going to be bad cause oh. I had read about it before. Right. Okay. And then I was like, Oh man, hopefully it's just going to streaming. But then they're like theatrical release. And I was like, Oh, can't wait. Got to put it on the list. Can't wait. Another one that that looks not good, but at least we're now uh, Cinderella's Revenge and Sasquatch Sunset are two like horrible movies that will never see the light of day. Right. Now this movie Prey looks like a good normal mainstream movie that's just not good. Right. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the movie is called Prey. It stars Emil Hirsch, and it's basically. Um, 
the the old thing of like you know plane crashes in the desert, not the desert, the jungle, the Africa, the Africa. I don't even know. I've been there and I don't remember what they call it. But well, they're in, they're in the middle of like a hunting area. Yeah, a, a preserve. Uh, a preserve. Yeah. Yeah. So now they get hunted by the wild animals and the poachers and the bad tribesmen. Right. When I guarantee you, I know how this this goes. Talk to me. Right. They crash. Right. They get attacked by the lions. Right. Right. They make lion enemies. And then they're like, oh, we're running from the lions. And then they get taken up by the tribe slash poachers. Yeah. And they get kidnapped. Uh-huh. But then because of the previous attack from the lions, lions attack the poachers. Oh. And that's how they get out. Jackpot. That's all I ever need to hear about this movie. Yeah. Now, back on the topic of good movies, Godzilla x Kong, The New Empire. Yeah, good's a strong word, but movies that people will see. I thought it looked good. No good? I like it. I like this premise. I like the premise. Can I tell my King Kong joke? Yeah. Or do we have time? Are we good? Let's All right. Go. These, this guy's sitting in the movie theater about to watch King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh-huh. Other guy walks in. He says, uh, hey, I bet you 20 bucks Godzilla wins. The guy says, I'll take that bet all day long. 20 bucks Godzilla wins. Watch a movie. Godzilla wins, and the guy says, oh, hands him his money, and he goes, you know what? I can't take your money. I have to admit, I've already seen this movie. I knew Godzilla was going to win. And the guy goes, well, I'll take my money anyway. I've already seen the movie, too. I just didn't think he could do it again. <laughs> oh, that's great. One of my favorite King Kong Godzilla jokes. Uh, I don't know. You Really? You're not, it looks fine. You're not cool on this? I just, it's hard to beat minus one, man. I, well, Okay. Fair enough. Last one wasn't so great. Godzilla, Fair enough. Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm not asking for this to be great. I'm just saying I think this looks like fun. I like you know, the okay, like I fun. like the idea. It it's you know in the buddy cop movies, yeah. When you know the two cops don't want to work together because the one's uptight and the other one's like loosey goosey, yeah. doesn't play by the rules. You know which one is which? I don't know which one's which, but I want to see his movie and find out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is a buddy cop movie with Godzilla and King Kong as the two cops. Another ape. They have to team up against Scarface, the bad cop. Mm. I mean, the bad ape. I dig it. I dig it. I mean, I'm not saying that this is going to make any of our top ten no, lists. No, I'm, I'm into it. Like, there's no way that I was not going to see this. Movie. Right, right. Right. All right. Yeah. Next, we have a movie called French Girl. Which I feel I, like I just talked you into liking that movie. You did kind That's of. That's pretty bit. rare. It's, I, it's pretty unusual. It's, well, I want to talk you into this movie here. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm I'm actually like fully into this movie. Okay, talk us through it. It's called French Girl and it's Zach Braff, and I've got a, like a soft spot for for like Zach Braff comedy movies. Okay, I like them. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Like I mean, I don't love them. How how are you? Like, how are you? How is anybody gonna dislike Zach Braff? People do. Yeah. Why? It's been a long time, so maybe they're because they're insecure. Not like us. They're not in touch with their emotional. That's sense. what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, is. Right. Hey, lady. They don't have the EQ that you and I have. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, girl. <laughs> so the idea here is Zach Braff falls in love with this girl. Yeah. And he's like, boom, she's the bomb. And then she's like, yo, Zach Braff, I just got a really great job in Quebec. Oh, Quebec. I thought it was Paris, but okay, Quebec. I'm pretty sure it's Quebec. I think you're right now that, now that you say it. And he, he's like, oh, that's really north. And he, they're like, well, I'm going to go. It's, That's a, it's off we go. opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah, He's love like, of my life. I'm going to follow you. Love wins. And her family, it's in her hometown. 
He meets her family, who instantly hates him. <laughs> and then this friend—that's the always good. This friend of the family comes in, who's super perfect this, and super hot, right? Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was going to be this thing where she goes after Zach Braff. Right. Turns out she's his girl's ex. Yeah. And now there's like he's worried about matching up and like mm -hmm. something going on and trying to prove himself to the family and not giving up and, and letting things roll over because it's clear friend wants girlfriend back. So how are you going to watch this movie? I'm going to see it online since apparently it's not coming here. Well, it's definitely not coming here. I don't think it's coming anywhere. It says in select theaters March 15th and available for purchase oh, March 19th. Oof. Four-day window. Oof. Yeah. I didn't realize that. No, it's fine. I th I agree with you. I I will like this. I, I'll watch it if I see it on something that I have. Yeah, this is a movie. Like sometimes Amy and I are like, oh, let's watch a movie, and then we can never. It's always like hard to find one because I've seen most of the ones, and you know, some yeah, whatever. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to remember this movie because it would be, it, good, it'd, be yeah. a, it'd be a fun movie to watch. Nobody's saying it's the greatest movie of all time, but it's it's a it sh it looks like it's gonna be a good movie. Right, like a fun. Would you call it a romantic comedy? Yes. Yeah. Last one we have here is for a movie called Sting, about a girl who finds a black widow spider in her new house. Like a little one. Little one. Yeah. But as she feeds it, it keeps growing and growing mm. until it starts eating people and animals and all sorts Feed of things. Feed me, Seymour. Yeah. And it has this whistle that she taught it. And so it just always does this whistle back. And then the girl's like... Even though all these adults are dead, yeah, I did this, so I've got to kill it. Have you ever seen Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah, 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 yeah. Feed me, more feed. This is uh, Little Shop of Horrors with a spider instead of a plant. Giant spider. Yeah, basically it is. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, exactly, it's exactly the same exactly, plot. Yeah, uh, it it does not look especially good. It comes to theaters from a studio nobody's ever heard of on April twelfth. Mm. Cool. Good luck finding it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, All right. Oh wait, 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 wait! I got a, I got a report. I came through for a studio, much like the studio behind Sting. Yeah. And we are currently, as we speak, playing two shows a day: a prime matinee and a prime evening show of a movie called *The Private Eye* from a studio nobody's ever heard of. That they are self-distributing this movie, and as we speak, there are two people in watching it for the whole weekend, right? Right. Because I remember I was here on Friday and they were and Goonies Jason was like uh, nobody's bought any tickets for this the entire weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we we are now on the board with two. Yeah, we have a thirty-four dollar gross. You think they're like celebrating, cracking their champagne? Uh, we got two. What I'm what I'm hoping is what I'm hope. First of all, I hope they're not listening to the podcast. <laughs> Second of all, it's possible. I what I hope is that. Somehow them, because we're the only theater in Pennsylvania that's showing it. Wow. It's actually playing in 55 theaters across the country, including a bunch of Regals and AMCs, which is kind of why I agreed to book it. What I'm hoping is that this is one of those scenarios where they don't really care what the gross is, but somehow it serves them to be able to check the box and say it's playing in Pennsylvania. You know how sometimes there's like those other agendas, yeah. like it's not really about making money. It's just about saying that we played this theater in 38 states and you know what I mean? Like there's some other value right. to being played here. But anyway, 
I, I made that wisecrack about Sting. Good luck finding a place to watch it. Well, that's that's what we're playing right now is Private Eye, which somehow the trailer slipped past you and me. That's what I was. I was like, <laughs> yeah. How'd this one get past us? Yeah. All right. Well, those are our trailers. You ready to move on to our? I am born ready. I'm so psyched oh to talk gosh. about this. And I know you saw it. I heard. Yeah. I heard. What'd you hear? I heard. That you Why were don't in you the walk theater. us through what Penn Penn said? I, I well, what I heard is that people are like, man, he must have really been to it. He hasn't left the, the theater. And then he were spied coming out of the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Uh. All right. He did walk out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I heard you said this is horrible. Horrible is a strong word. Accurate, but strong. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, right? I like it. Yeah. The timing on that was, the timing on that is what made it great. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So what do you think of Madam Web? Not much. Yeah. You make it through the whole thing? I did. I watched the entire thing. And and, I mean, I don't know who was, who was, tracking my movements, but I just left once. It's like real, a Santa tracker. Yeah, right I just went once real quick to refill my coffee and use the restroom, but it wasn't like I was lo- lollygagging around. Like, I just ran out and, and ran right back. Um, I don't know where to start on this. I, I'll, I, I here's, here's what I will just sort of, like, summarize my thoughts. I felt like this was a a a poorly written movie that was produced with a big budget. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like, it's like people who had never made a movie before and didn't know how to write a script were given, you know, $80 million to make a movie and, and a, an A-lister. I mean, I love Dakota Johnson. She's a talented actress and, and she's terrific and she's easily the best part of this movie. Um, but the, the dialogue is so bad. The writing is so bad. And there's so many, um, like, Here's here's a part like are you familiar with the editing trick that some directors do where they film a scene from behind the star and they use ADR I don't know what ADR is It's uh it's so the big thing about this is the ADR which is the um that's when they record the audio after the film Yes and put it in Yes and I never knew it was called ADR but I know that that's like a little editing trick that every director in the world uses but the good directors, the good filmmakers, you, you're never aware of it. Right. You don't notice it. It all sounds the same. But this, there's a distinct, it's like somebody recorded it at home. It was just so obvious. And, then, and sometimes you even see their face moving and it doesn't match. It was just obvious. I, Apparently, the, the most generous thing I can say about this movie is that at the end of the movie, if you told me, that there was another movie starring those four girls or the three girls in Dakota Johnson. I would, I would be excited for it because I feel like now we have four characters who we know who they are. And it would, I would be interested to see what happens with their superpowers. Like I became by the end of the movie, I was invested in those four characters. I did not like anything about the movie, but by the end of the movie, I'm on board with those four characters. Assuming there's somebody, then an entirely different production team makes the movie. Different director, different writer, different cinematographer. Everybody needs to be gone except for the four actresses. Yeah. And then if, if you get an actual competent team to make the sequel, I'm on board for the sequel. I'm right there. I'm, I'm honestly going to say, people were saying this is worse than Morbius. 
I will say it is worse production wise, but I would much rather watch this movie than Morbius. I think it's a it's a better movie, but it's not made as well as Morbius. Okay, was made, yeah, yeah, I agree. Was made. I would agree with that. And Morbius felt insulting. This feels like, uh, what were they doing? Yeah. Like it's like there's a lot of questions. More questions at this one. To, like why? What was the choice behind? doing it that way and um I, I think this this story might have made more sense as a prequel if we had already knew who the characters were one or two but at the end of the movie i was like when, when they the reveal of like them as a team i was like i would watch that movie yeah me too that if somebody else made it yeah yeah <laughs> if if they did like a good job at it. Right. And, and there was a part of me that was like man they just screwed up royally because my big thing about Spider-Man, the Spider, the the Spum movies, Spider-Man, Sony Pictures, Universal Marvel movies, is they they're all Spider-Man characters without Spider-Man, and, but they try and stay somewhat faithful to the story without Spider-Man, which doesn't like Venom doesn't make sense because he's a foil for Spider-Man, but what is he a foil of if Spider-Man doesn't exist? You know, some of the characters' motivations like Morbius, Craven, like whatever, like what's the point? But if you want to, if you want to stretch things to a, a believable point for me, make this team of Spider Women that have nothing else to do with Spider Man, mm. and I'm fine. Like you, now at least you have a Spider character to take the place of Spider Man. Um, and like our costume designs were cool; they were very distinctly different. Um, I mean. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like I don't know. They, I know. I know how they all get their powers. Otherwise, but it doesn't make sense for them to all get them from the same place in this universe or whatever. But and I like the idea. You know, Madame Web is clairvoyant. Like she just or clairvoyant. She does sit in the chair and like astral project herself all over the place, and that's her thing. But I, I don't think we'll ever see these four girls again. I can name the the time. When they lost me. Was I, it the opening? The exact moment in time when they lost me was when they parked the taxi mm-hmm. in the woods and just all stood around talking about with the taxi, with the, the lights still on and the doors still open, yeah. you know, and then, and then they've already got a fire going. They've already got a fire. There's the all kinds is- of problems with that scene, right? There's a million problems with that scene. And then they, where they officially lost me like beyond redemption was I don't think in this, in today's day and age, anybody like it, it was something out of an eighties movie that would have been okay in 1986 or 1983, but it's not okay in 2024. And that is why the three girls had to get up on a diner table and dance like, Seductively, no diner in the world would allow that. And women, tiny diner. There's women are so much stronger now. There's, you know, they're they're, like not that women can't dance on tables. Even though this is supposed to takes place in two thousand two or something. Three, three. But and and I'm not saying that women can't dance on tables because certainly there's a place for that. You know what I mean? And there's, but you you know what I mean? Like you're out at a club and there's, you know, everyone's getting their their groove on and it's cool and that's that's a different thing. 
There are three girls who are supposed to be stranded and scared for their lives at a diner in the woods. Nobody's yeah. drinking alcohol. Teenagers. You know, nobody's, you know, having a, it's not a nightclub situation. Yeah. You know, and so there's what these soccer guys or football guys or some kind of jock guy sitting in a corner booth yeah. and, and what we have to go dance on the table now. The other people at the diner are just going to put up with that. Right. And what music are they dancing to? Britney Spears. No, but I'm saying, where'd the music come from? It's just uh, on. It's, it's stupid. It was a hor it was a horrible scene that would have fit perfectly in 1983. Mm -hmm. I don't mean the era 1983. I mean a movie that was made in 1983, and it didn't fit in this movie because the the women who I know who are that age would not take shit from the guys in the corner booth like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I just it didn't. I, I was just like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. So, so riddle me this. Because you're from New York. I, I am. Right. Where is a forest deep enough to drive your car into and hide in that is close enough? Right, right, right. That someone can say, I'll be back in three hours and go back in the city. Right. Spend a decent amount of time in their apartment and then come back within three hours. Right. Where is that? It's not in New York. Right? And the other thing that cracked me up was she follows them through the woods to the diner. Right. Somehow. Who knows how she can track them in the dark. Right. Follows them through the woods to the diner, goes in the diner, has like 10 seconds, and the bad guy shows up. Right. Right? Next time she does it, she drives the car there, and somehow it takes her longer to get there than it did for her to walk there? I got nothing, David. This movie. How, how about the big fight at the Pepsi-Cola fireworks factory? Yeah. The Pepsi-Cola fireworks factory. Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is the... Uh, the movie is... It's it's not good. Worst movie I've ever seen. Worst movie I've ever However, seen. However, Morbius, I feel, is worse. And there's all this question about why, why did they make this movie? I, I will say this, since you're comparing it to Morbius. I enjoyed watching this movie more than I enjoyed watching Morbius. Yes. I didn't respect the movie. I didn't appreciate the movie. Right there. But, but yeah. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. It was pleasant. Yeah. And that, that speaks to Dakota Johnson. There were two girls next to me that thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Okay. And, and they was, were, what, teenagers? or? I would say one was like 20s and one was a teenager. Okay. Yeah, that's my guess. All right, well, I guess we're not the audience. No, apparently not many people are. And this is the lowest grossing Spider-Man universe movie of all time. You might be asking yourself why. Mm -hmm. Why'd they make this movie? Mm. It's so, it's so yeah. low effort. Well, Sony needs to make a Spider-Man movie every five years and nine months in order to keep the license to Spider-Man. That is why we have Venom... If Morbius, but I don't get that because we've had even. good. We've had across the you know, across the Spidey verse right. into the Spidey verse. But in order no to way keep home, making, according like, to me, ma keep making the good. No, no way homes in Marvel. Oh. those are Marvel movies. Okay, this that's a distinct thing that people don't get. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the common person does not get these movies. They say in association with Marvel yeah. at the beginning, but they are not Marvel movies. Yeah. So it's a it's they do they make these crap movies. Purely to keep their, their license. 
Anyway, next week we're going to be watching, what was it called? Drive Away Away Dolls. Drive Away Dolls. Next week we're opening three titles. Mm. Drive Away Dolls, which I'm really excited to see. Mm. Uh, Ordinary Angels, which looks like a touchy-feely, feel-good movie from Lionsgate, which is going to do a lot of business. Um, And also Demon Slayer. Oh, wow. Yeah. So David will be watching Demon Slayer. Another Demon Slayer movie. Indeed. I mean, I didn't know anything about the other one we watched, so... Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Runaway Dolls, which I'm super pumped Oh, for. and great news. Next week, we will also have second week of Madam Web in IMAX. So there's something to look forward is, to. Is Dune knocking, knocks it out? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the way it was always planned. Yeah. You know. Wow. So. Wow. All right. All right. Time for listeners, news, notes, questions, and answers. And we'll start with um, Trailer Master Jason... <laughs> Yeah, uh, he he wrote in ahead of the big sports bowl contest. Mm. Um, he wrote in about the trailers last week. He uh, started a betting pool. A lot of people lost a lot of money. A lot of people won a lot of money. Yeah, you know. But he got it started with the betting pool. And his question was, um, how many movie trailers will there be? How many movie trailer ads will there be at the Super Bowl? David guessed eight. Is that correct? Do, yeah. you, do you stand by that? Yeah. And uh, Penn. Is it 11? Was it 11? Let, let me check my. Oh, Penn guessed 12. What? Based on my thorough knowledge and my superior sports track record. Mm-hmm. Jason writes in and says, That's great. Penn guesses it right on the nose. There were 12 trailers during the Super Bowl. It was amazing. And Jason goes on, I will read the list in a moment, but he goes on in his email to say, also regarding the Wicked trailer, do you think they will ever put part one on the title? To your point earlier about um, it being a a two-parter, the trailer title logo doesn't make any reference to it uh, being a part one. In the description it does, but it's hidden in the sixth paragraph. If they don't add a tagline about part one in the main marketing, what percentage of people do you think are going to show up and not know it's a two-part event? A decent amount. Yeah, I want to know from Jason what he's reading that has six paragraphs. <laughs> Too long for <laughs> what? Penn. <laughs> Come on. Yes, yeah. they did the same thing with Dune. Remember? Yeah, I do. They didn't put the part one until like one of the later trailers. Right. And most people didn't know. Right. But I felt like Dune Part One and hopefully Wicked Part One, um, like the end was very satisfying in an, in and of its own movie. Right. You know, if there was never a part two, God forbid, then the end would have been fine. You know, the hero rides off in the sunset with his dream girl. It doesn't really work for Dune, but yeah. Isn't that how part one ended of Dune? Well, they, like, it's very much the game is on. Like, Well, they ride off into the, into the Dune, into the desert, right? He beats the guy in the fight to the death. Right. And then they hop on their horses and gallop off into the sand, like uh, Clint Eastwood. In, uh, yeah, they definitely Good, jump Bad, on their goes. horses. Yeah. And they ride off into the desert. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. You know, yeah. you're right. You're yeah. right. That's right. They get their six shooters. Right. <laughs> and the cowboy hats. Yeah. Right. No, you're spot on. That's that's. Thank you, David. Yeah, yeah for yeah. respecting that. Yeah. The next email comes from. It's the final countdown. <laughs> Wait, David, before we get to Top 10 Sarah's note, can I quickly review the, what trailers played? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. 
Quiet Place Part 1, that's getting a lot of press. Bob Marley, One Love, I thought was interesting. That's playing right now. It's currently the number one movie in the country. We already discussed Deadpool and Wolverine, which, if I'm correct, the trailer didn't play. There was an ad Ad, for it that said trailer now now online or something. Just smart, because they knew everyone was just going to go watch it anyway. Right. Uh, Despicable Me 4, that trailer was great. That was super fun. Yeah, I think we reviewed that one. Yeah, we did. The Fall Guy, If, Kung Fu Panda 4, Inside Out 2, um, which actually I missed. I must have stepped out of the room for a second. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. A lot of people, I was at a Super Bowl party, and a lot of people asked me, you know, they're making another Planet of the Apes movie? Actually, people ask me that question on a lot of these. (laughs) They're making another Despicable Me. How many times have you listened to the podcast? Making another Kung Fu Panda? Uh, Monkey Man played. I was impressed that that got a Super Bowl ad. Twisters played and Wicked played for 12 total trailers. But anyway, on to top 10, Sarah. And yeah. thank you to Trailer Master Jason, as always. We appreciate it. So we put out a question along with, uh, I should say, I'm sorry, I'm so, my sinuses are making me yawny, but I'm not actually tired for everyone listening. Um, we put out, we, we're doing a Dune show. Yeah, so if you're a faithful listener and you want to write in podcast at penncinema.com, we're starting to run out of seats, but I think we can still take a few more names. So if you haven't written in yet and you want to come to Lidditz, Pennsylvania and see Dune on opening night, we're giving away tickets. We're going to have a private show. All you have to do to qualify is send us an email saying you want to come. Yeah, and you you can bring one guest. You can bring one guest. So just let us know if there's one or two of you. Um, But... During that, I said, "Tell us who your favorite character is." Right, you were like, you were like making the joke, like if you could tell us your favorite character. Well, just to make sure they were listening. Oh yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And, and we did get a couple. Right, and we, we got we yeah. also made another joke about say who your favorite co-host was. Oh right, right. yeah. And we got one that said, "Insert <laughs> best co- appropriate co-host right. here." Right, yeah. Right, right. yeah, but I think like we heard um, Lady Jessica from Sarah. Yep. We heard. Um, Shadow said Janice, because yep. he said, I am a friend of Janice. Which I wrote great. in and said, Austin Atreides is mine. Yeah, yeah. right. He's your, yeah. yeah. I mean, who doesn't love Austin Atreides? Uh, everybody. Yeah. Surprisingly, we haven't heard from him yet, yep. by the way. Um, but we heard from a lot of great people, including Hazmat, Hazmat Jason, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, some people we haven't heard from in a while. Um, anyway, Sarah wrote in, and part of her <laughs> her confirmation of coming, she says, David, who's your favorite Ooh, character? That is a, I, I, I know your favorite character. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. 100%. You, 100%? Yeah. 100%? She says, no need to ask Penn. I'm sure it's the power character that goes pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> so, You're right. She's right. She's right. Yeah, 100%. 100, yeah. So yeah. Who's, my, who's my favorite character? Paul Atreides. Obviously. No, just kidding. Cheney. <laughs> Cheney's your favorite character. So it. Uh, here, oh, just kidding. Here. The gobstopper lady. <laughs> the Jam Kabar. Yeah. Lady of the Jam Kabar. Yeah. It's the Reverend Mother Mohan. Yeah. Uh, my favorite character. So there's this is a this is a dual edged question. Okay. Who's my overall favorite Dune character? Right, Paul. Later the second. Oh, have Paul's, we have we met him yet? Paul's son. No. Okay. He won't be in this movie. Okay. He's my all time favorite. He's. The best. Well, no, he's he's controversial favorite, but what's okay. one of my tattoos is is okay. based off of some of something that he does. But my favorite character within the Dune first book, right? Gurney Halleck. Who? Gurney Halleck. Gurney. Uh, Josh Brolin's character. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's tough. 
Yeah. And in the book, he, he's even more tough, but he's also, he has like a, a made-up instrument that he's always playing. So he's kind of like the bard that's in the background. That, kind of like uh, Han Solo. Uh, I would say like Han Solo or if, like, um, he reminds me of like a drunken master. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like cool and relaxed and then all yeah. of a sudden like super fierce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he lay down his life for Paul at the end of the Dune 1 movie? That's Duncan Idaho. Oh yeah. Who? We're done with now. No. No, we're not. He comes back. <laughs> Is actually the main character of the Dune <laughs> novels. Awesome. I'm not joking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're super excited for Dune too. David, yeah. what's with you? Oh wait, Sarah had a little bit more. Oh. Oh shit. That's right. I'm so sorry. I've been, I've been meaning to tell you guys about another podcast. Legacy. <gasps> I've been I've been show cheating on. Wait, 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 wait. That's not exactly what she said. Why don't you read her email verbatim in the parenth the parentheticals? Yeah. Let me see if I can get the, the her vocals right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been meaning to tell you guys about another podcast. Legasp. I've been cheating on you. <laughs> I think Pan might have a just interest in podcast called What's your problem with Jason Goldstein? <laughs> That's so hard to listen to. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to call attention to the fact that she said legasp. Yeah. Which is one of your catchphrases. It is. Yeah. It is. I love but it. Would you say that's accurate? Her voice? Yeah. Uh, you thought she was here. Right. You're, you're, it's you're like playing, you're in the room with her. You're playing a voice memo? <laughs> right. Right. I also had no idea she was so Southern. <laughs> It sneaks up on you. Yeah, it sneaks up on you. <laughs> All right, so she uh, has been cheating on us listening to another podcast, which is okay. Um, and the podcast that she thinks, Penn, that I might legitimately be interested in is, what's your problem with Jason? With Jacob Goldstein. Jacob Goldstein. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. Yeah, for sure. I feel like the guy probably got the idea for the podcast from us. From us. Right? Yeah. He's like, well, he's yeah. They'll, they'll yeah. never listen they'll to never, my Nobody's going to ever all listen the to the podcasts this. out right. there. I'm just another one. Right. He said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to what are you doing with Penn? David, what? <sighs> what's what is with what is, you? What's with you? Yeah. Uh, we, need, we need a better introduction. Yeah, we that do. was funny yeah. the one time, but it wasn't funny. We like, figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. get there. Uh, I am on to Godfather Part 2. And I'm also deep into Obama's book, which I'm listening to on audio. Whoa! Did you steal it from? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's got plenty. He does. He'll never notice never it. Notice. Yeah. <laughs> He's rich as hell now. <laughs> uh, so here, the big things I've been doing. I, I, I don't. This might surprise you, <laughs> David. I just want to say, there's literally nothing that could come out of your mouth that would surprise me. <laughs> I. Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Zero. I didn't play with He-Man as a kid. Okay. That does not surprise me. I didn't have, like I had, the only He-Man toys I had were like passed down. Yeah. I mean, it was popular when I was. Sure. Yeah. For whatever reason, He-Man and me. Yeah. No it was probably a little too real for you because you're so much like He-Man. Yeah. That's, that yeah. was the real problem. Right. That's I the was issue. like these muscles. Right. And those muscles right. too similar. I could. A little too I real. Could, I can take my own pictures. Right. You know. Uh, but this week I was like, I'm curious about this Kevin Smith headed revival of Masters of the Universe. Oh, that's the first I've ever heard of this. And I got sucked in. What is it? It's um, two short Netflix series. Okay. I mean, they're cartoons, but it's Masters of the Universe uh, 
Revolutions and Revelation. Yeah, I think that's the two series. And like, what I first off, I don't know a whole ton about. I didn't know the stream basics. Okay. But Revolutions, like He Man's dead for almost all of it, hmm. which I, I just thought was interesting. I did love how like they didn't shy away from like introducing characters to sell toys. So it was it was like kind of a homage to the uh, the old old mm. show. Literally, like people like stuff will happen, and two characters you've never seen before that look absolutely like toys will walk on the screen, and other characters will be like, "Oh my god, it's Pigface and Ram Man!" And they, the guys will be like, "Yeah!" And then you never see them again. Like it's just clearly that's great. For, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't, but the story was actually quite good. Uh, the animation's really good. I got sucked in. I'm almost done. Uh, I've also been reading Past Tense by Lee Child. It's a Jack Reacher book. And I will see say it is the worst Jack Reacher book I've ever read. All, wow. of, all of them I've been like, oh, I kind of like that. I've never thought any of them were bad. This one, I think, is horrible. Wow. So it's, I'm really surprised. But Maybe and, it was written by the same people who wrote Madam Web. There you go. Here's the biggest surprise of the week. While you were watching the Super Bowl... Hoping to catch a glimpse of Taylor Swift. Yeah. You were like, yeah. when can I see? Yeah. Is she there? I don't know. I said, let's cut the middleman out. Mm. Let's just watch the Eras tour. Oh, nice. So I rewatched the Eras tour yeah. with my moms. Oh, love it. Who survived. She loved it. She did not. She loved it so bad she didn't even know it. She, the comments. Oh, God. <laughs> 45 minutes in, she goes, well, let me know. When. And she's like, go ahead and pause it when we're halfway. I'll make dessert because we had gone over for dinner. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, that's still another hour away. Apparently <laughs> 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 you're not. And then about halfway through, I've never heard any of these songs before. I don't know who this yeah. I, I, She's like, I can't believe I've never heard any of these songs. And I'm like, well, that seems crazy, but okay. And then it was over. She's like, well, it was an experience I had with my son. Come on, moms. She said, but I'll say this. As much as I enjoyed watching it again, at home with a home with with bare minimum speakers and stuff, yeah, it did not have the same impression that like blew me away that the theater in the theater, did. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. The theatrical experience is a whole nother. Level. It was it legitimately was a total different experience. Yeah, and so I get why she was less enthused than I thought she would be. Yeah, so yeah, that's fair enough. All right, well, that's all we have for this week, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, so next week we're going to be watching Driveway Dolls. Remember, if you want to be a part of our private screening mm. of Dune 2, email us, uh, podcast at pensima.com with if it's you or you and a guest. But if you want to just talk to us, chit-chat with us, yep. that's also the best way yep. to get in touch with us, podcast at pensima.com. Now, if you want to support the show, Penn, what is the number one way to do that? Well, David, this weekend I... I saw something that was a little disturbing. This weekend or last weekend? It was a little embarrassing for everybody involved. Was it? Yeah. Did you split your pants? And I hate to call attention to it, but I feel like it's enough of an issue. Oof. You know, we, we're all good friends here. We can talk real talk. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right? Now, you're lucky enough. Your mom's, you know, she listens to the show. She watches the Eras tour. Okay. She you know, watched it, yeah. Sometimes she watched it. She, she, I have my mother, my parents, my in-laws, everybody's watching it. Yeah. You know, everybody's up to speed on the show. But not everybody, David, as I was reminded this weekend, is lucky enough, like us, to have parents who are hip to the show. That's true. I was at a function. <gasps> I was at a function. And 
one of our listeners was there. And it was super awkward because she was going on about how much she loves the show. And her parents were also there. Yeah. And one of them blurted out, what, what show? What show? What podcast? And she was embarrassed? Well, we were all embarrassed. Because everybody in the room was a big fan of podcasts, except for her mom and dad, oh who are dear friends of mine for 100 years. 100 years? Yeah. And so it suddenly dawned on me, what we need to remind our listeners is, don't go down this road alone. You got to make sure no. that your parents, if they're still with us, are listening to the Penn Cinema podcast. So, I mean, that's, that's what you can do to help the show, to avoid a situation like what we right. suffered through Saturday night. And I always say, when your Uncle Joe starts to bring up politics, uh -huh. the best way to diffuse it yep. is to bring out the Pensino podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, that's a good point. But did you hear on the Pensino podcast they talk right. about Spider-Man? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, and if you don't bring your parents in the loop, then what's going to happen is someday I could be in your kitchen. <laughs> is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> Let's all just pause and imagine me in your kitchen. Yeah, right? I could be in there. In the now take it to the next level. Imagine me in your kitchen with your parents. <laughs> you, you've not lived with. <laughs> right. He's never met. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now, through a fortunate confluence of events, we are all standing together around the island in your kitchen. Yeah. Having snacks and somebody blurts out, what show? Yeah. What podcast? You don't want that. To, your poor parents, they deserve better. Yeah. So if your parents are not up to speed, take a moment this weekend or this week Just and call them. bring them up to speed. Yeah. Call them, text them, write them a letter, whatever you need to do to avoid, don't let this happen to you. Bravo. And if your parents, if you're not inclined, yeah. If you don't get along with them or there's some pressure, some tension, or if, you know, God forbid they've already passed, then just tell a friend about the show. Yeah. That's a different way you can help. If you don't have a friend, just tell yeah. us. Yeah, just tell us. We're your friend. Yeah. So once again for the Pennsylvania Podcast, I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. <laughs> Take, Take care and party, party on. on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.